Sign up with BetMGM Sports using code CAPITAL200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call one 800 522 Do you know what people see when they Google you? Search engines don't always get it right, and when they're wrong, it's your reputation on the line. So what do you do when you don't agree with your search results? Call Reputation Defender at 855-432-4905. Reputation Defender is one of the most trusted names in online reputation repair. We have over a decade of experience in fixing people's search results, and we can help you too. Using cutting-edge approaches, Reputation Defender pushes unflattering information down to lower pages of your search results, where few people ever look. We also promote the good stuff so that it rises to the top, letting you put your best foot forward. Your good name is too valuable to leave to the whims of a Google algorithm. You owe it to yourself to take charge of your reputation. Visit www.reputationdefender.com or call 855-432-4905 for free advice on your situation. That's 855-432-4905. Well, it's episode 262. Welcome back and thank you for joining us once again for another terrific episode of the FUBAR Show program. But before we get into anything, get your FUBAR Show swag at FUBARshow.com. Find all kinds of items like t-shirts, pillow cushions, mugs, magnets, and stickers in tons of colors and styles. Go to our merch page found at FUBARshow.com to check it all out. Next up, Click on the link to SoCal Rock Band, The Fallen Electric, at the bottom of foobarshow.com for music, tour dates, and merch. On Friday, February 25th, I will be at Der Wolf in Pasadena, California, headlining a lineup with a few other awesome local bands. Show is from 8 p.m. to midnight, so join us for a night of awesome music that will include the rarity of us playing two hours of original music. Uh, great drinks and a cool atmosphere inviting you to come down and join and join us for an evening with the Fallen Electric. Uh, and then Grass Store, everybody! Servicing Southern California. They're the, oh, and now servicing San Francisco. They're the best cannabis delivery service I've ever used, bar none. Go to foobarshow.com and click on our grass store banner and first-time users get 30% off of their purchase. Thanks to those who have shared or clicked on our banner and continue to show us some love. And lastly, look who's back. ALF Live Events, man! Whether you'd like to host your next virtual event or you're ready to go live, in person, or given the times, foos, in a socially responsible manner, ALF can help you do it right. They pride themselves in being masters of audio, visual, and lighting solutions. Most recently, foos, they've become masters of virtual events and meetings, partnering with their clients to produce live events in a socially safe environment. Go to ALFLEI.com to get their contact information. They can be contacted via phone call or email for any questions on how they can help you produce a flawless event. That's ALF Live Events at ALFLEI.com. That's ALFLEI.com. And now, without further ado, Foos, episode 262. Here we go. From 
Filthy Martini Studios in Ontario, California, it's The Fable Show! listening into the Boo Bar Show. Remember to hit subscribe and be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend like a champ. You can also listen in and get our swag at foobarshow.com. That's F-O-O-Barshow.com. And follow F-O-O-Barshow on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Join in, drop us a line, and we'll foo it up like a couple of foos. Ain't that right, foos? That's right. Yeah, word. On tap today, man, the return of Alejandro G. Baby Luna. Say hi, Ollie. Hello, hello. Hey, man. Uh, yeah, Buenos thanks for... Buenos dias. Yeah. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> uh, fucking... Uh, yeah, dude, thanks for being on. We don't have Josh or the Foo on today, as uh, as we oh, discussed in, in last week's episode. And it's okay, man. We got we got Ollie, man. We can always trust Ollie to be on when we're in a pinch. And, Anywhere uh, in the world, baby. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> That's some kind of a slow jam lyric, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that, that that's up there with peaches and cream and shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Do you know? Have you ever gone on on a? This is a total tangent, but have you ever gone on like a slow jam bender, like in your car on the way to work or yeah, something? Of course, yeah. Dude, those are the yeah, best. Sometimes you gotta mellow it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little one twelve. I mean, who's your? Uh, what's what's your what's your what's your poison? Ah, uh, it's gotta be Mana for me, man. Mana isn't a slow jam, man. I mean, it, it, it's a, they have a lot of love songs, so yeah, it's, you know, they slow it down. Oh, well, I was kind of thinking, you know, like uh, like a soulful R&B artist, kind of like, like a Casey and JoJo or something. Or, yeah, uh, no, I mean, maybe some Marvin Gaye. All right. You know, if you want to go that route. But uh, I, I don't know, the playlist that I have is called Cole Porter. Okay. And it kind of has a little bit of lot of, like a lot of that jazz type of stuff, you know. All right. All right. Yeah. Um cool man. Well, uh, anyway, you're on today to uh just be on, right? Did you have an agenda here? I did not, man. I mean, it's Super just, Bowl. It's, it's just been a while, know? right? But it would be a moot yeah. point if we talk about the Super Bowl. That's why we don't have on tap a uh, Fubar Sports because whatever we talk about will be completely irrelevant when this thing comes out on Monday when everybody knows what's going to go down on the Super Bowl. But uh, I know that you're a Niners fan, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So my sole purpose, if, any, if I have any agenda, is to say fuck the Rams. <laughs> so you're, you're going for the Bengals? Of course, ah, dude, of course. You, you mean, well, you know, it's funny because a lot of people would have, a, a, you know, some kind of respect for the team that beat your team. No. And then you would just there root is, for that there team. Is, but the, the hard part is that, it, that that's a divisional rival for the 49ers. So mm-hmm. it's too much. It's too much there to. Uh, however, if I were to put money on it. <laughs> or go with the rap. Ah, that's what I. Uh, that's <laughs> what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, are they they are favored, but not not by a lot, though, right? I think last time I checked, it was like six and a half. Okay, all right. Yeah, you can make a few so, bucks. Yeah, no, but I mean, mentally, I'm just all Super Bowl in. You know, work wise, LA is just all in on Super Bowl right now. You go on the train, you go anywhere you go in LA right now. It's all Rams, 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 LA. Well, dude, Sports. I mean, it's it's the second time we're in the Super Bowl in the, in the last what five years, give or take. Right, right. And uh, and but yeah, dude, it's and it's a home year. and it's a home game. So I mean, it's yeah, it's kind right. of a rarity. You you it'd be weird if people weren't going crazy about it. 
Um, no, yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. You, uh, if you haven't been, I, I recommend you go check out something in LA. It's just the vibe is all in right now. On, well, you uh, know football. what, man? You know, we can't. Can we get into that? <laughs> One of the reasons you're not in studio, we were preparing to have you here with us. Uh, fucking, we got the Rona, dude. Got it. We got it. We fucking got uh, it. The and you know, to us. And it was just a minute. It was, <laughs> it was just a matter of time. It really was. You know, I've, I've been saying it for the last few weeks. And uh, the fact that we finally got it is, uh, I don't know. I, it, it's kind of a relief. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I know you shouldn't have... <laughs> You shouldn't say that, right? Right. Is that something people should say? People shouldn't say that. People shouldn't say that. A lot but of people died. Like, <laughs> the people who the people who <laughs> haven't gotten it say that. Don't say that. Yeah. yeah. People who have gotten it is like, well, at least now it's over with. Yeah, and um, and you know that's that's the thing that the foo said. Um, a lot of people who have gotten it that I know have gotten it are a little relieved. I have to be one of those because. Uh, I, I have my shots. I got my booster. It, it didn't hit me like it hit other people. Like I was nowhere near ending up at, at a hospital. But this all started on on Tuesday. And and, and, and you know, as I go into this in all, explanation, in all fairness, I'm sorry. In all fairness, you never really were at risk to go to the hospital. I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I would have gotten Rona and then gotten hit by a bus. And then I would have been <laughs> oh at a hospital, God. you know? Okay. So, oh, you know, <laughs> no, never no. say never, Ollie. <laughs> Fucking undermine my shit, dude. Uh, no absolutes. <laughs> yeah. What are you, a Sith? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so it, it's weird because we have no idea how we got it. I, I, I chalked this up to a random encounter while maybe running errands or something, but... Um, because everybody that we've told, uh, because I, everybody who dating back to Friday of, of the, of the previous yeah. week that we've hung out with has tested negative, including the foo and Josh. They're fine. Yeah. I think the only one though, the last man standing is Josh right now. The only one who <laughs> hasn't gotten the, the Rona. Only one. You were telling me Ollie that you probably had it in December and you were like this close. You were pretty down to be here today, regardless of our symptoms, which is a little fucked up. <laughs> I, pr- I probably, w- I shouldn't have said it. Well, I shouldn't have said maybe I should have just said no. <laughs> and last night I did put my foot down and say, you know what? We're still a bit <laughs> symptomatic. You may want to just do this on zoom. I mean, you know where I'm at with it is that the only reason that I, I don't know if I had it or not uh-huh. was because I had a vacation Okay. Planned. Uh-huh. There was no way I was canceling it, so I wasn't gonna get tested. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I was out there spreading it. If I had it, oh god, oh no. Well, I mean, did you feel sick? <laughs> I didn't. What? What? I was after the day after Christmas. I had like mucus, mm. but it was like persistent for like four or five days. So yeah, so. but you know. Because the symptoms compared to others who have had it like and went through some shit, um, the symptoms right. that Steph and I have had and what you're explaining have been pr- quite tame, kind of like a light cold, scratchy throat. Uh, the headache, you know, when you wake up is, is, is there right now. The My headache has gotten localized to my sinuses. Yeah, they're just clogged up and you can I can feel the pressure right now. I don't know if this comes through on, on the microphone, but uh, but that's what I'm feeling at the moment. But since Tuesday, I woke up with that scratchy throat and headache and I turned to Steph and I'm like, I'm not going to work today. <laughs> I'm just uh, just to keep it safe, you know, and, but uh, but Steph, you work at a hospital. What did your supervisor say? Well, because at the time I was 
not feeling anything like i was asymptomatic mm. right when you told me that you had tested positive i was like okay well i'm wearing my respirator i don't have any symptoms i didn't and test positive until wednesday though the following day which was your second day at work what right after. well okay so if we're going back to tuesday uh-huh. you had a negative test you weren't feeling great but i was asymptomatic as well and then wednesday rolls around and then you're just like you should probably tell your your supervisor that i just tested positive because you had taken two tests right but that was later on in the in the afternoon when you were already at work i was already at work i still wasn't feeling anything because it's based off of what i was feeling and i was already wearing a respirator and a mask and you know we're all geared up on the ppes and i had about like an hour in my shift left so i'm just like well i'm not working with anybody isolated myself and then I finished the shift and then it just left. But the next day, Thursday, that's when it hit me. Mm. Fever, sore throat. Like I was oh. perfectly fine Wednesday. And you could still hear it in my voice. And then I was I was down most of Thursday. Yeah. I was sleeping all day and because it, it just hit me really hard. And then yesterday yeah, I was say, like I, I could hear it in your voice. I can't hear it in, in Joe's voice. I, I, I again, it didn't hit me as bad as it hits other people. And, you know, I, I've been joking about this, but I'm kind of kind of serious about it. Um, it kind of improved my quality of life this last week. <laughs> I because I didn't have to drive in. I didn't have to drive into work. I was I was still working from home. I was well enough to, like, still perform my duties. And, you know, I just sent a mass email saying if you need me call me i'm available like otherwise i'd just be bored at home with the dogs you know um and and two days of no cannabis you know so you know i i, I took a small oh. tea break right there <laughs> what's your, what's your i can't no i mean it was it's a good thing it's a good thing because uh, two days of uh, nothing and then and then last night i, I took an edible I, I haven't smoked or vaped anything just because you know the throat thing and there, there was a little shortness of breath there too I didn't want to fuck anything up, but, you know, thank goodness I stocked up on some edibles and um, that actually that that has um, I I don't know if I don't know if there's any scientific papers out there, but um, COVID coupled up with uh, with a good edible. It's not bad. It's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) I got to say there are scientific papers out there, right? They say that that the one of the one of the things with the uh, weed suppresses the covid or something like that what's well, an anti-inflammatory we know that already yeah, about is, cannabis yeah. so right. that's probably but i'm i'm talking about the highness <laughs> you know the be it's it, it was nice couple that with the because there is a covid fog that i'm you know there's a you know everybody talks about the covid fog oh that it's they real feel. it's real yeah we're and then couple it up with a nice 25 milligram edible i was i was in a good place last night so good <laughs> that i took a second one at the end of the night <laughs> so it's a pain reliever fever reducer there you go there you go um, all in one all in one exactly but hey man what's up with you how have you been <laughs> uh busy 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 with uh, all the super bowl stuff and just uh this year january flew by because everyone had covid you know yeah and so yeah just a lot of um staying at home and staying healthy you know, and, and I don't know, just same, same old, same old. I don't know. I have this routine that I, I stick to pretty hard as far as uh, uh, taking the dog out and, and, you know, learning all these new things going on in the world. Right. 
you know, uh, like I said, we're doing all the, a lot of the XR Studio stuff. So all the Netflix, Netflix is crazy right now. They bought off Hollywood. What? Basically, the entire so city. Anywhere, no joke. It feels like that. It just feels <laughs> like that. They're freaking everywhere. What do you mean by that, though? And, like, um, they bought off Hollywood. I don't get it. They're just... Every billboard out there right now is Netflix. Oh. Um, okay. Every studio is Netflix. Like, it's insane. And uh, it's good. You know? But, yeah, it's kind of weird. In, uh, you know, Netflix it. has always been in a in a high ground position to compete especially when they got hit with disney plus doing their thing hbo max releasing their thing paramount plus now being a threat to them netflix has always found a way to survive and uh even from the beginning you know they they're i mean blockbuster may think different but uh they you know they they pretty much they pretty much took out blockbuster it's 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 pretty fascinating that they keep making themselves the underdog and mm. like every time you're like, oh, Netflix is this big, you know, c- corporate entity. They seem to like bud themselves next to someone who's bigger. Yeah. It's very interesting. It's very interesting to see that. Um, but they, they keep up with the content, you know, they keep people what they want. They haven't fed us this. We need to, we need commercials BS like HBO Max is starting to do. Right. Mm. Um or oh no, you only pay ten bucks, but you get commercials, and it's like, oh, like well, Hulu. Netflix, Netflix has never tried that. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't. Hulu is trash to me. I'm sorry. Well, you can pay to not fans, get commercials on Hulu if you're down. Just the i, just the, just the idea that they're offering that <laughs> bothers right. me. I get it. it. Just bothers me. I get it. It's like nobody's asking for that, but they're telling you that you are, mm-hmm. and that's annoying. Whereas Netflix has never tried that angle. Netflix has always known how to how to keep the audience happy, and for that, it's great. Because yeah, I, I do remember when it was Netflix. You know, you order this DVD or whatever, and those are the days, man. House. That was Dude, crazy. I saw the entirety of the Sopranos series, uh, Battlestar Galactica, all through the Blu-rays that I would get in the mail. You know, whenever I and I would probably I think I subscribed to the three Blu-rays at a time option. So I, I would always shuffle them through and maybe even order a movie. Uh, but that those were the days, man. I mean, I, uh, granted, I didn't have DSL internet either. So it's not like I could have supported a, a streaming service at that time. Yeah, but the, the whole thing was that, they, like I said, they understood yeah. that the, the, the problem with Blockbuster was they, they would punish you for returning things late. Mm-hmm. And which it was something that made sense when it was a VHS tape. It was probably more expensive, right, or whatever. So they, or it, it was, took up a lot of space. Yeah, a lot of so yeah. The blockbusters could only carry so much. Mm-hmm. So they got to punish you. But by that point, we were just, everybody was on DVD and Blu-rays, mm-hmm. and Netflix was like, "Well, why are you punishing people for returning things late?" And that was the cool thing about Netflix. It's like, "Cool, you want another movie? Just return the other one whenever you want. We're not punishing you. We just." you know, trade for trade. Yeah. And a DVD, and like, it made freaking sense. Yeah. A DVD is probably a third of the space that a VHS held. So yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, they would, they wouldn't send you the box. It would send it to you in a sleeve. Exactly. So, yeah. uh, so yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's something to that. And you know, that's why those companies with like Amazon just took over, man. They understand what mm-hmm. Instead of the money, it's not. I don't think it's always a money thing when they're thinking about things, which is awesome. Well, that's that's always going to be the bottom line, but it's just how you get to that money. 
is, is yeah. how the, you know, and, and surrounding yourself with some good minds to be able to overcome that, that challenge of, you know, somebody coming like fucking Disney plus. And, you know, we all said <laughs> Disney was Disney already wiped out Netflix of all of its Disney properties. Like there was a time where Netflix had all of the, all of the star Wars movies or they had a right. shitload of Disney movies. They had, they had a specific Disney section there and then they took it out and then a few months later disney plus comes out and bam you know that's that's a juggernaut now um but now with the spider-man and then that thing with sony and then spider the new <laughs> spider-man movie not being the new spider-man movie i, I hear is not even going to be on on disney plus it's going to be on some uh, other no-name platform it's going to be right because it's a sony property yeah so that's i don't know how that's gonna i mean it's wow, gonna end up yeah. there but I mean, as its first uh, home to stay, it's not going to be on Disney Plus. But I, I don't know. I, I think this is a good place uh, that where we can move over to geeking out. Unless you have something else you wanted to share, Ollie? No, let's do it. All right, man. We'll we'll be right back. The I didn't realize you liked me that way deal because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Get more out of Valentine's Day with more from The Bone Depot. With ways to save for every idea you have, you can do more with your special kinky day and even invent some new ones. Come in and find scrambled eggs in stock right in time for the holiday. The only vibrator that dares to have a setting at 25,000 RPMs. With Valentine's Day savings to help you do even more, we can all make this a love season to remember. Are you getting your scrambled eggs for this Valentine's Day, Ollie? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I love the Home Depot music in the background. It's the Bone Depot. We'll get sued. <laughs> the, bone. <laughs> oh, <I'm sorry. laughs> the Bone Depot. The only vibrator that dares to go at 25,000 RP. <laughs> you want to scramble your eggs today there, Steph? <laughs> it's going to chafe. It's gonna, that's the least it's going to do. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to die. Co-sponsored um. by KY. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, um, on tap for geeking out, man, I wanted to talk about the book of Boba Fett. Did you get a chance to watch the whole uh, season there? Yes, sir. How, what would you think about it, man? It's awesome. It was Loved probably it. one of the best things that Star Wars has ever done. John Favreau is <laughs> the GOAT. Is he not when oh, it comes to man. writing a goddamn script? Well, yes. The guy knows how to write a finale. And, um, and, and I was it, just watching Swingers like this past weekend or something like that. It fucking holds up. Yeah, dude. And, and the, the elements that were brought into this final episode, the, you know, the Western uh, element and, you know, the, the, the callbacks that we've gotten throughout the season. I think one of my, we, we saw this coming. In fact, I think Josh pointed this out a few weeks ago on, on the podcast that um, at the end, you know, last the last episode, Boba Fett was going to ride the Rancor. 
There was no question. He was gonna. Yeah. We all knew it. Yeah, it's just how he well, was yeah, gonna I mean, come out. He announced it. Yeah. It's like how it's, but the way that it happened was fucking, fucking mwah, chef's yeah. kiss, dude. <laughs> and then the fact that the rancor is still a stupid beast, you know. So at at a certain point, it becomes like the foe after it beats up those machines, uh, those like Robocop machines. Kong. Yeah, and then he turns into Kong or Godzilla or whatever and gets up on that tower and starts fucking shit up for the good guys. It's like, oh, great. Uh, But then and then Grogu comes out, dude. Grogu, you know, one thing that I was missing from this episode was the fact that Luke Skywalker still didn't make a cameo. But, you know, at the end of the day, when when I was done watching the episode, I was like, okay, I guess we didn't need Luke. Um, But how important I wanted to throw this at you guys. How how important do you think having Luke Skywalker in this season was? Do you think he was important? Could could it have been done a different way? Or do you think he was absolutely necessary? Uh, my, my opinion on it is that uh, it was a, a smart way for, for Farva to get in with the direction that uh, the, Luke, the Luke story goes forward. Mm-hmm. Right? As, as I think it sets up of why if he failed... Okay, you know, and um, I think you guys talked about the whole, you know, only sits still in absolutes, mm-hmm. and then the fact that like Luke presented uh, Grogu with the choice. Uh huh. You know, it's like it's set, like it's setting up this whole like why why there were mistakes along the way, right? And uh, and and it's gonna. You know, I think it all ties. Hopefully, it's all going to tie in with Obi Wan, right? Well, no, actually, Obi Wan is uh, takes place after Episode Three, right? But Luke, he's guarding Luke. So, oh, you mean we're going to see a young boy, Luke? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's they what they interact, yeah, in, because you know, he knows who in. Ben Solo is on Tat when he's you know in, in Episode Four, where he's like, oh, old Ben, you know, he talks about right. him. he knows who he yeah. is exactly, yeah, yeah. So I, th- I think uh, Luke's gonna just be coming in and out, and we're gonna like see glimpses of him like succeeding and him failing. I think I have um, no doubts that he'll come out m- way more and probably be uh, more of a presence in the uh, uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah, series for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I think by by this time, Ahsoka is is a you know like a grown woman, significantly older than than Luke, seeing that she she was. Uh, like a preteen when she was hanging out with Anakin. Yeah, she was friends with his dad. Yeah. So I <clears throat> I think it was very important that we saw Luke in this early phases of him building the school. Mm-hmm. Um not necessarily too important with Grogu. I think it was important to see what Luke was up to during that point in time. So they can reference it back to different stories. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, and then another thing that, that I liked, it, it stays to the books as far as storytelling. Um, a lot of the Star Wars books always, because, you know, it's it's planetary storytelling, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so they're very good at, like, while this is happening in this planet, something totally different is happening in another planet. And then they just take you there and, like, you're, you're thrown into a wholly different story that kind of ties in at the end. And I think that's what they're doing. And like, it's like you just mentioned, you know, we just spoke about how great John is at uh, John Farber is at writing. Mm-hmm. It just speaks to it, you know, how it just gave you that break and helped you build somewhere else. 
because this is going to go on. This is all going to go on, right? This idea. Right, right. And uh, I know that you brought up the uh, the Obi-Wan series coming out soon, uh, coming out in May. Um, it's it there There is a big gap that they leave in between episode three and four, which I think allows for some good storytelling to take place. And I think that we're in a good position as just viewers and fans that, you know, we're... we're if they would have tried to do this back in the 70s and 80s, I think they would have failed miserably because of the lack of people who care about this type of storytelling back then. I mean, you remember, you probably don't remember being there, but, you know, even in the 90s, like it, people weren't, even the passionate people were still, didn't know that this quality of show can be created or storytelling. Even if the graphics suck, the storytelling is really where it's at. Um, and they still use puppets, which is nice. <laughs> uh, at least from my angle, coming from the production side, mm -hmm. all, all I can say to that is it's gotten a lot quicker and cheaper to do, do certain things. And so, but the money hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. So you're still using the same amount of money. It's just you're distributing it differently. Right. And um, I think that has a lot to do with it. To be able to do something like this in the, in the 90s, even in the 90s, You'd have to rent out a whole studio for three months and build a set and, and, and you know, the amount of artists that that would take and manpower is insane and it cost is astronomical. Yeah. Whereas now with, um, with these XRs, you could change stages like within the same day. It's you just imaging, from, really. Yeah. And then they do add a fourth dimension by adding um, walls or doors or, you know, whatever, cars. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's all like you could switch it within the hour if you if you really, you know, hustle. Right. But uh, and so to be able to do something like that in the 70s would have been it's just it's too much. So then the writers, if you if you give a writer three months, they're going to change their story 30 times. Yeah. You know, so now they got to have to stay on it because it's getting filmed that's getting written mm -hmm. essentially you know and that's a Which that's not a good recipe not at least not all the time not all the time but like i said i think when uh when you have someone like john farva at, at the helm and like i said I, th i find it very sneaky of him to keep putting luke into his stories mm -hmm. and kind of forcing his his direction as to where he wants that storyline to go and this deep fake software man this deep the, the deep fake software that they use for for his face uh compared to the mandalorian when he made that appearance it's night and day man like it actually looked pretty fucking real dude it's crazy it was nuts um and i liked I, I liked how they treated it like the camera wasn't always on him like it would be the back of the head sometimes or just his feet because it was really about grogu but yeah. but when they had him on screen, it was it was almost flawless. I mean, you can tell that it's not real. Maybe yeah. because psychologically, you're just like, yeah, this dude's old now, like the real guy. But um, yeah, it, it was fucking impressive. Well, what I did notice was anytime they showed him from the front, mm -hmm. his it was framed. Yeah, and and so you know, I'm pretty sure that had something to do with the, the software. You know, mm -hmm. his his headshots were always almost always framed straight out, straight on. Yeah, you hardly ever saw an angle of him or him turning his head or anything like that. I I I don't think they wanted to leave any room for error. You know. Yeah. So, <laughs> Smart. Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, they, it was tasteful for sure. Uh, the cameos that we got, like 
it, this this season of Boba Fett, I mean, people joke, but it was it was season two point five of the Mandalorian, was it not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, the one thing I hate about like these quote unquote fucking Star Wars diehard fans is how picky they can be. You know how whiny that they can be. Uh, we've all met them. They suck. They're bad people. <laughs> and and the number one complaint that I'm getting is that Boba Fett talked too much. Because when we were introduced to Boba Fett, you know, and, and <laughs> when he was introduced, he was that stoic character that said very little to nothing. He, I mean, he, I think he only had like two lines uh, in, in Return of the Jedi. So, you know, the fact that he has he actually has some dialogue, people are people, pe- the, the shitty people are getting turned off by it. I love it. You know, there's no other way that you could have written the script, I don't think, if you were going to focus on Boba Fett, especially Boba right. Fett trying to trying to pivot from being this bounty hunter to pretty much a mob boss, a productive and positive mob boss, no less. So look, he was by himself for how long in that Sarlacc pit with nobody to talk to. <laughs> of course, when he gets out, he's going to talk a lot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he's got things to say. Yeah. <laughs> get off his chest yeah, yeah. And, and then the the cool way that he that they did the call back to the uh, the skills that he learned when he was with the Tuscans when he brought back his stick and then just you know beat the shit out of that that one dude it's been good it's been good and you, you you've touched it on the whole wild west thing and the mm-hmm. whole um I don't know the ruggedness like it's it's been cool man it's been real cool yeah yeah yeah, man. Um, so I like the. I'm, 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 they really got me excited for the Ahsoka just because of the actors they got and, and like mm-hmm. you said, how they keep tying it in. Yep. Like I'm sure we're gonna be seeing a little bit more of bleed through from Boba and uh, and Mandalore in, in her show. You know, so that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, yeah. And well, moving on, I wanted to also talk about Ozark. Have you been uh, keeping up with Ozark there, Ollie? Yes, huge fan. Uh, have you Have you seen this uh, this new season? Yeah, yeah, I'm really a little uh, disappointed that it ended that way because it's like... Well, it's not over yet, man. This is just part one of uh, season four. Uh, we got the first seven episodes just loaded up. Uh, they, they hit us in the fucking face with them. And uh, <laughs> man, so much happens, though, man. And, and, you know, at a certain point, it does become a little satisfying the way they ended uh, this first part of season four. And we're going to get another seven uh, later on in the year. I don't know that they've uh, announced what... Uh, uh, when yet, but I understand it's going to happen at the end of this year. And Jason Bateman is probably one of the craziest characters because he's going to, he's going through like arguably some of the most stressful things that any human could go through. And the composure that he has as his <laughs> character goes through this shit is amazing, right? I mean, how calm is he like when, he, when shit just hits the fan? <laughs> it's just it, I, 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 I can't yeah the looks on his face is, is amazing and it's really just a serious version of Arrested Development if you ask me <laughs> <laughs> that he has to take care of this family of fucking idiots I um, think most of his lines are mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Hey, hey, buddy. Hey, pal. Hey, uh, can I talk to you for a second? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, and, and I, I had my notes here, but it won't load up. But anyway, 
I want one thing that the that these notes had on here was the what are we going to think that is going to happen at the end of season four, which is pretty much the series finale. There's a lot of people that are that are thinking that Marty, which is Jason Bateman's character, Marty and Wendy will end up splitting up. And really, the only reason if you go back to the very first episode, because he was prepared to leave her uh, because, you know, he discovered that she was cheating on him. Uh, the only thing that's been keeping him with her is how crafty she is and useful she is um, during this entire operation. And just to remind everybody, uh, the reason that they're that they're living in Ozark is because they used to live in Chicago and due to some uh, shady business deals that that pretty much put him in a bad spot, made them move to Ozark after he proposed a, a deal of mon- money laundering uh, for a, a Mexican cartel. So now they're, they find themselves in Ozark and then there's a bunch of other shady characters that already exist in the Ozark and then they, they, they butt heads. So it's, it's very much a, a high stakes kind of mob. And I don't know. Is there any other series that you would compare this to? No, I, and this this no. series is so uh, dangerous to to think ahead at, man. <laughs> I, I think that's one of the things I love about it because every time I think it's going in one direction, they just flip it on you, and it makes so much sense the way they do it, and I love it. But yeah, um, I, 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 in my opinion, though, is I think they die right. That's how the season opened up with the car flip and the trailer and all. Right. That. You think they die? Like the van flips die. over. Yeah, and they haven't addressed that yet, have they? No. That's why. That's why. That's why that the season ending fucking bothered the shit out of me. I'm like, wait, what the fuck's up with the like? So who's trying to who killed them or who's trying to kill them or what? Well, everybody's trying to kill them. Everybody who's still alive by now is. Uh, trying yeah. To well, kill now them. we know that ever, there's like so many people trying to kill. Them. <laughs> so, um, and then and then on top of that, Jonah, Jonah, like just under their noses in the same house working for the enemy was another one that was just like dude is this is this guy gonna endorse now him killing his his own son because obviously he had no problem with you know and they had no problem killing uh her um wendy's brother jonah's uncle ben ben which when jonah learned what actually happened he's just like fuck you guys dude you guys killed my uncle and that's what that's what made him turn and this is supposed to be like a what 13 14 year old kid who's money laundering uh, using a mirrored software that is uh, that Marty created, so I don't know, man. There's a lot of things at play, and if they don't tie this into a bow, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna set something on fire. I, th- I think they will. I mean, the way they've been setting, they set everything up so nicely. Um, I still can't get over like the ending. How you mm-hmm. know the the, bro- the brother and and the girlfriend died. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, why? Crazy. Yeah, Wyatt. Like, Wyatt and the old chick. Out, just like that. Like, oh, what Darlene. The yeah, that was. I I was happy that they finally died. Uh, they were they were they were important characters in this story, but they were annoying as fuck. You know, like, I, they were just getting in the way of progress. I didn't mind Wyatt. <laughs> I didn't mind Wyatt. Like, he could have been there for Ruth a little bit more, but he chose any any other way. show would have found a way to keep quiet like together with ruth and this and that bs shit that's right and that's why this show is like fucking dope it's like nah and, <laughs> I, you know and and what's special about this show in particular is the way that they kill these main characters which <laughs> like one second they're walking they're talking they're fucking vivacious the next second there's a fucking bullet in their brain 
It's like, God damn, the way they killed Helen at the end of that other season. Oh, <laughs> was wow. like, oh, shit. And then it just cuts to credits. And you're like, the fuck? We got to wait a whole year to get another season? <laughs> like, Jesus. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. But it's so well, nice. Killing the fucking mob boss guy. That Yeah, the way Ooh, she did yeah. that. Yeah. Ah, oh, dude. <laughs> She's like, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> Just kills him. <laughs> Walks into her closet. And that's the reason why Marty and Wendy are in the Ozark anyways, because of this mob boss. And she just offs him in like a second. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's so good. And good if you shit. haven't been, if you haven't been watching Ozark, man, you're fucking up. But there is still time. There is still plenty of time. It is a hard show to recommend, though, because it's like oddly slow. But it's so worth it if you just hang on. But then, like, yeah. I always find it hard to recommend because certain people, I'm like, oh, man, you got to kind of stick it out. Like, you got to be worth it. But you got to know who you're recommending it to. Like, if you true. like, I, I, you know, me and you are the same in that we we, we have a lot of stupid friends, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you, you know, who these people are. I, I don't I don't I don't want you to name names, Ollie, but, um, uh, you know, like like the fool, let's just say, you know, uh. <laughs> people who would just uh, lose interest almost in a, in a millisecond. They don't understand art. No, not, they're not <laughs> cultured. But uh, sometimes, oh, was it Un- uncultured swine? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know that foreplay is very fool. necessary. You and especially if you get enough of it, dude. When it's time for you for you to for shit to hit the fan, it's it it's so good and, and satisfying. <laughs> Very satisfying show. That's the thing. That's mm-hmm. the thing that like I hope people who are just going into it is that it's so satisfying. The amount of time you put into it is so worth it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see here. Not not a whole mu- not not much else in geeking out today. Um, but uh, let's see. I, I I wanted to talk about the bulletin. Uh, so we have Uncharted coming out February eighteenth. That's right around the corner. Um, are you excited for that one, Ollie? Everything looks good, yeah. I mean, uh, I haven't seen anything bad from uh, what's the, the Spider Man's Tom Holland. What's his name? Tom Holland. Well, he hasn't you spoiled know, anything either. Good, good <laughs> energy. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then the next one is uh, on February twenty fifth. We got Studio Six Six Six, the Foo Fighters movie. Have you heard about this? I have not, dude. Yeah, the Foo Fighters made a movie about them recording uh, a new album. So they go into this house and apparently this house is haunted and it's pretty much like a scary movie (laughs) and it's called Studio 666 in one of the um, in one of the the trailers I've seen, I guess uh, Dave Grohl is I I guess gets, you know, gets like a uh, what do you what do you call it when you get possessed? by one of these spirits and then his, his eyes turn black and he's the one causing a ruckus. <laughs> Do you that. or somebody you know need an exorcism? <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's very much, uh, they're borrowing elements from like uh, The Shining where, you know, they, they're going into this house Ooh. and then they're, they're trying to write this album kind of like in The Shining where he's trying to write a book and then the house kind of takes over them. And I think there's an element of that in this movie. So it's kind of spoof, kind of horror movie. But because it's Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, there's a lot of comedy. Kind of a musical? Well, it's got to be. I can't imagine that there's not going to be it any has music. To be. I hope it is. Yeah. That would be dope. That's the only thing that makes sense. It's going to be like two, it's, it's going to be a two hour long music video for one whole album, I think. Right. You know that's, what I mean? Yeah. So that's, it's clever because he, when he did that documentary on HBO a few years back where it was, um, 
it was the Sound City, right? For the for the Sound City album. Mm-hmm. Every every episode of that documentary. So I don't know if you know this, Ollie, but for the their Sound City album, every track on that album was recorded in a different city of the United States with that was rich in culture. Like one was recorded in New Orleans, yeah, another one was recorded, you know, like in LA or whatever. Um and so they go to that city and they do like a small documentary of that city and the process of them recording that song. And then at the end of that episode, they give you pretty much like a music video uh, or, or which is really like a montage of everything that happened in that episode as a music video for that song. I thought that was clever as fuck. And the fact yeah. that uh, Dave Grohl directed and produced it. Uh, it just shows that he's a, he's a talented motherfucker when it comes to visual stuff. So he knows how to direct right. Uh, right. A, a movie. Uh, so I think I think this is going to be um, if not if if nothing is going to be fun to watch. I think. Um, and then coming up on March fourth, we got the Batman tickets are now on sale. Are you going to get your tickets, Sully? I am not. You're so not. I am. I am. Uh, I'm still boycotting DC. So why? I just got tired of years of garbage. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that's I mean, fair. I paid, I paid to see. I paid to see enough bad movies. So now they got to show me some before I spend more money. <laughs> well, well, you didn't like uh, the Justice League's uh, the Snyder Cut. No, you didn't like the was, Snyder Cut. I didn't like. No. Oh, what didn't you like about it? Oh, boo! I thought it was all still the same, over dramatic. It's like, too dark, you think? No, I just didn't. I didn't see where the story, like, I don't know. I just, it was always very repetitive. I kept, I kept thinking I was watching like a series of commercials. Hmm. Okay. All right. You know, and uh, that was my opinion of the whole like Justice League, Batman versus Superman thing. That was just, everything was this grand entrance every time instead of the storytelling. It's like, dude, we get it. Like, it's fucking Batman. <laughs> you know who it is but every time he had to like reinforce it like no you have to understand that this is batman it's like all right fuck <laughs> that's how i watched these movies i don't know i found they're very annoying i think i don't know man i think uh I, I get i get where you're coming from and there's a there's a whole we can go into it you know that's probably its own <laughs> podcast right there but um i don't know i think you just uh, need to have an attitude adjustment <laughs> I mean, possibly man possibly it's like um it's like it's like how i took um hawkeye i don't think it was made for my demographic okay all right right like man, it's cool whatever I get it. like i'm not i'm not gonna hate on it like yeah you know i just i'm not gonna watch it yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> no worries no worries um and then april april 8th we're gonna get sonic the hedgehog 2 i thought i thought the first sonic was pretty good i liked it and i think some of it might have been because my expectations were like fucking in the basement for this Super one. Low, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it ended up being really good. Then, yeah, I really ended up liking this movie. So I'm excited because now you got Tails, right? Yes. On this right. one. And you right. have the other guy. What's his name? Knuckles. Knuckles. Knuckles Miles. is coming back. Should be a little darker, right? Mm-hmm. Miles Prower. Yep. And uh, and then I, this caught me off guard. But April fifteenth, we're gonna get Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. I hated these movies um, <laughs> because I was on I was on, uh, on a, I was on a Harry Potter kind of marathon. I I watched all of the Harry Potter movies back to back, like in a week. 
And then I'm just like, okay, well, let me keep this train going. And then I popped in uh, the Fantastic Beats, Beasts and, and, and what is it? And How to Find Them or something like that. Yeah. Is the first one. I thought that one was okay. And the second one was just wet garbage. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> dude, get the fuck out. And now they're coming out with this one. I just, I, I don't know. I'm, I'll probably check it out, but that would mean I would have to finish watching the second one because I just, I, wow, I turned it off. That's boring. No, no. But um, I don't know. I might subject myself to that. I'll Johnny Depp didn't get, get you to watch? That was the worst part of the fucking movie, <laughs> dude. I was like, ah, oh, dude, I, I don't need Johnny Depp with a fucking English accent for the rest of my life. Like, I can do without that. <laughs> um, and then, uh, of course, we've been talking about this one. May 6th, we're going to get Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that one's going to open up this phase of the Marvel movies uh, up to shit, dude. I, it's going to introduce everybody. Uh, I, I think we've been calling it on this um, on this podcast for the last few months, but I think this is this is going to introduce the vampires, the X Men, the you know the mutants, uh, more of the magic, Illuminati, Illuminati, everything, dude. <laughs> so I, this is this is our time to shine, Ollie. You have no idea. You uh, this oh, is yeah. going to be no that for that. I'm definitely watching on IMAX. I'm definitely waiting in line or whatever the hell I got to do. I'm watching that mm-hmm. for sure. And then last but not least is what something we've already brought up. Uh, May 25th, we've already got the date for Obi Wan Kenobi. That's going to coming to going to be coming to us on Disney Plus. So. Uh, I'm excited for that. It's gonna it's gonna bridge the gap between episode three and four of the Star Wars series. And uh, based on what we're hearing, it's not a lot. We're not hearing a lot, but um, the storyline is gonna be pretty tasteful. And I have no idea how they're gonna incorporate the Hayden Christensen aspect of it because by now it's Darth Vader and he has a mask. So is he gonna be like fucking Boba Fett? And he's gonna be taking off his mask every now and then. He can't. He'll die. <laughs> Because he, he can't breathe without it, right? It's a respirator. I don't know, man. Oh, wow. Unless it's like a shitload of flashbacks. Look, we, only, we only saw him take off his helmet once, and then he died. Yeah. Flashbacks, or maybe they're like talking to each other telepathically or something. Because my whole thing is True. Obi-Wan has to suppress his, his stuff, right? Because he's like in hiding. Yeah, he puts uh, he puts up his firewall. He has a VPN for his, <laughs> for his force. Right. So stuff. yeah, I don't know. It's good. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited for that for sure. Yeah. But he, he, they did say that they're gonna fight. That's what the uh, Hugh and McGregor said in that in that uh, trailer or whatever teaser. Yeah, I mean, it'd be weird if they didn't get into a confrontation. But the fact that I mean, we don't need Hayden Christensen, um, not only because he was he was not a great actor. I just don't see how necessary it is. Unless, like I said, they're doing a shit ton of flashbacks of them, you know, I don't know, in in their adventures and shit. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we'll see how they do it. Um, But I'm just I'm curious as fuck. I just because of how well they've been doing with the Mandalorian, Boba Fett, all these other things that they're doing. I have I have faith that they'll that they won't fuck this up. The Adventures of Obi and Annie. (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. But uh, I don't know. Did you have anything else? Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you have a... uh, I did. did you have uh, did. what is it? What are we calling Doom it? Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling with Steph. All right, I need you to open up your web browser and type in momspaghetti.ytmnd.com. How do you spell spaghetti? 
<laughs> S-P-A-G-H-E-T-T-I. Okay. There's only one S. It's mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. All right. Dot Y-T. Uh-huh. M as in Mark. N as in Nancy. D as in dog. Dot com. com. All right. So what happens when I do this? Okay. It's going to pop up. You're going to see plates of spaghetti and none other than your boy. We'll have to cl- click play. And well, it won't let me. I think because uh, we're, we're on Zoom with Ollie here and it's taking up a lot of the bandwidth. If, maybe if I connect it with... Uh... Uh, there is audio. Yes, this is safe for work. Oh, here we go. Look. If you had this so M&M had with like shot. spaghetti for arms and meatballs. and meatballs and there's this just a tiled background of spaghetti moment. and this song it? or just let it slip yo his palm spaghetti knees weak arms spaghetti his vomit on his spaghetti spaghetti already he's nervous but on the surface he looks calm spaghetti did drop mom spaghetti but he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down he keeps on forgetting he keeps on forgetting he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down the whole crowd That's goes it. spaghetti he opens his mouth but spaghetti won't come out he's choking how everybody's spaghetti now spaghetti for now time's up spaghetti wow snap back to reality Jesus Christ. Spaghetti. So all it is is him, that, just them remixing it so he says spaghetti through it? That's it. That's what? So you what you get when you go onto the website, you have to click play, and then you'll get a tiled background of plates of spaghetti and then M&M with, you know, noodle drawn, you know, paint spaghetti and meatballs over his arms and that song. There's no contact information. There's no menu. There's no. There's nothing else that you can click. You just sit and listen to that song and just enjoy your day. I was watching something that he Eminem posted on Twitter about it, and it's like another little video about this. About that, yeah. It's called Mom's Spaghetti. Well, I know and that he just like opened up. It. He just opened up a restaurant. An actual spaghetti <laughs> restaurant here in LA. Yeah, this is like a few months. Mu- uh, yeah. Was it a few months ago? It's been it's Last been a month. while. Yeah, it's been a while. But uh, all right. <laughs> yep. Doom scrolling with Steph. Jesus Christ. You're welcome. Good find, Steph. Good. Thank, thank well, you, that's you. gonna do it for geeking out, and I have a. I have a small announcement here. I, last week, I did a, uh, I did a, a commercial, a, a, one of those bogus commercials that I've been doing for the Mickey Mantle, and uh, I have to, I have to come clean and say that I agree with the foos in that I don't know how to do a proper fucking Bill Cosby impression. I don't think you should be doing a Bill Cosby impression. <laughs> so I redid it. No, and you guys are gonna hear it. Please don't. No! Disgraced celebrity Bill Cosby introduces the Mickey Mantle, his new line of medicine cabinets. The best way, the only way, to organize your medication or someone else's. Find the Mickey Mantle at your local hardware store today. This is just, just, just Wait, that was supposed to be Bill Cosby. No, that that was not Bill Cosby. I was oh, trying okay. to do it last week, so and right, we're just right. gonna forget so that ever happened because it, right, it right. sounded more like OJ. So now, <laughs> this really sounds like a porn advertisement. Mm. Is what it sounds like. It sounds like a dirty advertisement from back in like the seventies. Yeah. yeah, it's like a 
you know, that grainy eight. Well, if you, for those thing. who don't know, that was the theme music to season one of the Bill Cosby show. So yeah, it oh. sounds, I mean, I think all of this shit was under our noses this whole time. This guy was a sack of shit, but uh, <laughs> did he have control of that? Of, of not being a sack of shit? No, the, oh. the fucking intro song. Of course he did. Like he, he was, I think he was one of the producers. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. He was all about jazz, you know. Anyway, uh, moving forward with the joint report. Are you on weed? Give me some. I'll smoke you two under the table. All right. Well, for the joint report, where the hell are my notes? Here we go. Um, Ollie, since uh, you're a fellow uh, enjoyer of cannabis and cannabis products, I got three uh, articles for you. The first one I wanted to bring up, uh, and these articles I found on internationalhighlife.com. Uh, cannabis myths. Does holding in your the hit in your lungs get you higher? What do you think? Um, I'm willing to bet that it makes me feel higher. Yeah. <laughs> breath that's a that's a cool answer. There is there is that widespread kind of uh, they're calling it a myth in this one uh, <laughs> that states that the longer you hold in a hit from a joint or a bowl, the higher you'll get. But there's uh, there's another piece of cannabis community wisdom that's been doing the rounds for almost just as long as that myth has been going on. And um, pretty much what that and science is telling us is that you're not necessarily feeling higher, but probably a little lightheaded because what you're doing essentially when you're doing this is you're just holding in carbon monoxide. That's all it is. And the, the capillaries are out. What do you call those things in your lungs? It's not capillaries. It's the, the little uh, tree looking cauliflower the, uh, looking things. Your bronchioles, areoles. Areolas? <laughs> uh, the, the, the little cauliflower looking things that suck up everything. Avioli. That goes like, whatever. That's what it is. Uh, those they they get the THC that you're going to get in a matter of like a fraction of a second. So if for those who are being made fun of for taking the little bitch hits, it's not a bad idea because <laughs> that'll get you just as high as taking a, you know, a normal hit. Pretty much what you're doing when you're uh, taking the little bitch hits is that you're taking more than two and the rule is no more than two puffs. Uh, we all know these people, right? Right. But uh, but anyway, what what they're saying is that significantly more carbon uh, monoxide is absorbed from uh, from the smoke after 20 seconds of breath holding. Effects of marijuana on mood are not consistently affected by breath hold duration. The results confirm previous findings that a prolonged breath holding does not substantially enhance the effects of inhaled marijuana smoke. And on the flip side of this, we're talking about smoke, but they also go into inhaling vapor. So when you're vaping, because the vapor doesn't contain any carcinogens or any other chemicals that come from, you know, actually lighting something on fire and then inhaling it, it's actually more beneficial to you. And while there aren't any significant, uh, like peer-reviewed papers on this yet, um, there is evidence to at least have the hypothesis that if you hold in vapor longer, that may make you more high because you're actually getting more uh, cannabinoids in that vapor rather than all the other carcinogens that you would if you're smoking something. That's all. That's been on fire. So there's that. Um, we'll try this out and we'll report soon enough. Hmm. 
And uh, the next one that I had was, uh, let's see here. Have you ever put a coin in your grinder, Ollie, so that it can gather Keef? Or, or are, are you somebody who collects Keef from now, from every now and then? No, no. You're not one of those uh, Keef collectors? Too much effort for me, no. There's, um, there's a specific breed of cat, and I don't disagree or agree with them, uh, but there's there's guys who's just like, nah, we don't collect Keef. I mean, if, if, if we're going to smoke it, we're going to smoke it now. Like, whatever gets grounded up, let's just have it now. You know, there's no reason to, to farm Keef to have later. I mean, and, and for those who do, and I'm one of them, uh, actually could go either way. I don't really care, but that's just the, the grinders that I have, have a third compartment that collects the Keef. And, um, you know, it's nice every now and then to shovel some of that Keef out and put it at the top of your bowl or, or put it in your, in your joint that you're rolling. But um, for this article, for those who do save Keef, um, they this article talks about putting a coin into that grinder so there's three compartments to this particular kind of grinder where the first one is where you put the flat the the bud in the second one after it gets ground that's where the the grounded up bud goes and third compartment is where it's uh, the keef is sifted through and then that's where that lands so the reason for this uh, for this process is so that the coin can collect the keef a little bit more um, more efficiently so what they're saying is that put a coin in your grinder, uh, up your Keef game with this one simple trick. Unlike other weed hacks, it won't break the bank and it doesn't require much tinkering or DIY know-how. So step one is the grinder. Grab a relatively large three-chamber grinder. It can already be uh, caked full of Keef or, brand, or it could be brand spanking new. If you want to see the full effect, we recommend cleaning it out first, obviously. Uh, so grind your weed as you would under normal circumstances. The more the merrier. It will continue to add more keef into the collection chamber at the very bottom. And then it wants you to freeze it. Open up your grinder's second chamber where we all perfectly, where we, where we have the perfectly ground weed. Uh, and then place a coin in the center. A penny or nickel is the right size and weight. Screw the grinder back together and place it in the freezer for 20 to 30 minutes. And then uh, step three is shake it. Once the grinder, once the grinder and its full contents are chilled, remove it from the freezer. Shake the grinder vigorously for a few seconds. You can also slide the grinder back and forth across the table if your grinder happens to have a magnet on the inside. This method ensures ensures that the penny doesn't merely stick the magnet, but instead agitates the weed. And then uh, the last one is the keef step. Open up the third chamber of the grinder and you'll quickly realize the power of putting a coin inside your grinder. More keef than ever before will have collected nicely in the collection chamber. Even with one quick grind, you'll notice a significant amount of keef starts to build. Use a small keef spatula that came with your grinder to, to remove it from the collection chamber. A guitar pick makes a perfect alternative if you've misplaced the tiny little tool. So um, this is something that I probably I'm probably just going to try to see how it works. Uh, I've never done anything like this before, but I think that really it doesn't have to be any particular kind of coin as long as it's one that would fit in there. But the fact that it doesn't go into the third chamber with the keef, I thought was which I think a lot of people think to do is because the metal will attract the keef to it rather than it just kind of being spilled out and sprawled out about. 
um, if you put it in the second chamber where pretty much the business part of the of the of the grinder where everything gets ground up that's where it'll agitate the weed enough where it'll just fall all the way through um, I hope that made sense but anyway try it everybody just let us know what happens the freezing thing is what's kind of weird right? well because I think it makes it crumblier when it's frozen or chilled just like with any other plant you know what I mean anyway yeah um lastly ollie are you a person who has found themselves desperate enough to smoke the resin off of their bowl yes i think we all have been there man um now this article talks about is it bad for your health and i can't say it's can't say it's great because essentially this is the tar buildup right this is the tar buildup of the weed that you've smoked throughout the course of the last uh, i don't know if you're ollie maybe last decade <laughs> yeah i think you famously don't clean your bongs right i think you've said it before Just toss them away, away. <laughs> make sure they break at a party and blame the guy yeah. <laughs> so you owe me a new bong bro <laughs> Um, but let's see here. You've run out of bud, smoked all your roaches, and you're dying for a buzz, but your stash is dry. Sometimes desperate times call for desperate measures, and this is where the weed resin comes in. And we've all been there. The weed resin is caked on the, is, is the caked on leftovers that show up in your pipe after multiple uses. It's the tar-like substance that sometimes sticks to your lips when you smoke a joint. The stuff that sometimes clogs up your pipe. It's the plant's defense mechanism. It's the response of being broken up and heated. Some strains produce more resin than others. So the question, is it safe to smoke weed resin? The short answer is yes. You can smoke resin and it will get you high, but it's not all that good for you for your health. The resin is essentially tar, and as we know, tar is not good for you. It's one of the most harmful byproducts of inhaled substances. Despite this, taking a little hoot off of your resin won't kill you. Uh, the THC will all already have been activated through the initial smoke, so it won't be as strong, but you might need to smoke quite a bit of the resin to feel as high as you're used to. Uh, a resin high may feel a little different than your initial flower high, but make no mistake, if you're in a buzz needing bind, it's, it's going to scratch your itch. So how do you smoke your resin? Huh? Um, some people just really put the flame on that empty bowl and really just inhale until they get that buzz. Which is, I think is the most dangerous part, right? Like you're, you're all that butane, you're just like inhaling. It's more butane because you get that butane yeah. flavor when you're doing that. Yeah, so that's, that's why I was like, that's got to be bad. But is that as bad as the cat who scrapes it off of that bowl, like the edges of the bowl, puts it into like a little ball almost and then puts it back in there and smokes it because now you're getting more surface area of this tar. What yeah, do you think? Some experiments. Who knows? No, you've done it though. Have you done both ways? Have you scraped yeah, it? Yeah, up? I've done both ways. I'm just saying, I don't know which one would be more, more dangerous. Yeah. I would argue that the, uh, when, when you scrape it off and, and then, you know, combust that ball of gunk, that's probably worse because worse. there's more, you know, stuff that your body doesn't need. And, and you, now, now you're just doing more and more of a surface area to that. But, um, I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's just, you're doing one's more hardcore than the other, I think. And I think that at this point, the butane is not as bad as the tar that now you're reigniting and introducing in your lungs. 
But that's just me. Just don't. <laughs> don't. Right. <laughs> or, or just don't. Yeah. There you go. Uh, but again, if you're in a bind, just think twice, man. Uh, it maybe- does come in clutch, though, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. But uh, anyway, that's all I had for the joint report uh, this week. Uh, I'll try to have another one next week or not. I don't know. We have uh, Mark Maples on next week for, and, and I think there's going to be a whole lot of sports to talk about. So that's going to be an interesting episode. Uh, so everybody stick around for music highlights. We'll be right back. Smoke weed every day. Well, keeping up with this tradition that we just uh, started here on the old Fubar show, um, we gave each other one song to pick from pop, rock, and hip hop. And let's see, I think, well, seeing that Josh is in here, he still sent the song in, and he was assigned pop for this week. And the pop song that he sent us was by an artist called Glass Animals off of his album called Dreamland. This song is Heat Waves. not to have a pop song that has the uh the auto tune cranked up to fucking a thousand um even though there's some like effects in there that i probably if i was producing it wouldn't have gone but uh you know i'm not hating the song it's a nice song yeah what do you think ollie it was cute (laughs) (laughs) all right uh and then i was assigned hip-hop and i picked a a song from joey badass this is a single called the revenge Bitch, I'm really, really out for blood this time, look I just came back for the win Lot of new money in my hand Go on, tell a friend to tell a friend They say success is the best 
best revenge Heard they was sleeping again, said no more This is a rude awakening, kicking the door Back and I'm better than ever before Don't get it mistaken, I'm ready for war I see the ops and I'm up in the score I catch a body then jump in the pause Follow the core and the back to the morgue Take the sheet off and I kill her some more When I am done at the scene, I won't leave anything You won't even know who was involved Don't let me do it cause I overdo it And do it till I cannot do it no more All of the dollars, I'm proving them wrong Back with the classic, I know it's been long Heard it was missing me while I was gone I smell the victory back up on top and it's where I belong Like it ain't shit to me, we making history Fall through the misery, weather the storm Can't let them get to me, no weapon form Should prosper, um, be bitches all over my roster Bitch, I got options, I keep a chopper Right on the dresser, next to the Oscar Applying pressure, somebody stop us Woo! Applying pressure, somebody stop us Running my class, I'm gonna need a doctor Gonna need a doctor, gonna need a what? I just came back for the win Lot of new money in my head Come on, tell a friend, tell a friend They say success is the best revenge I like the message behind this song, which is why I picked it. You know, um, you guys didn't believe in me. Now I'm successful. Look at all this money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can totally see this being in like a, a Super Bowl promo. Yeah. If it hasn't already been in. Well, I think because of the, the tasteful use of the horns. Uh, that's what it songs. is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a lot of that. yeah. I was going to say a lot of cliches in this song. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, the the, uh, the cadence of the of the rapping happening, uh, it, it always reminds me of uh, how um, I, I think it was Snoop Dogg who made fun of it. We're like, how come all these new rappers like hum, 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 hum. I mean, yeah, but I, I enjoyed the uh, the message and the lyrics of this one. So that's why I picked it. Um, but number three was rock and roll. Steph, that was you this week. Who'd you pick? Portugal, the man. All right. That's a familiar name. Which yeah. uh, song did you pick and why? I picked what? Me worry. Um, it was the number one for this week in rock. Okay. So that's why I picked it. And, you know, I like Portugal, the man. They're like a chill band mm-hmm. to listen to every once in a while. We've seen them in concert before, and they're just really good performers. I saw yeah. them live before they were, like when they were nobodies. Uh, it was a long time ago at the Glass House when um, that night it was Unwritten Law that was headlining, and they opened up for Unwritten Law, and now it's, it's uh, you know, oh, Unwritten Law can only open up for Portugal the Man. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, this is, a, this is a dope single that they just put out called What Me? Worry? Y'all remember when we were kids? Ah, 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 what? <laughs> Every minute it's running through my head. Hundred million thoughts that I could have said. Then every minute it starts over again. Do 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 do. Stop me 
you know they they've gotten really good throughout the years of kind of harnessing that lo-fi sound yeah and it really takes you yeah. back to like that the, you know the 60s and 70s and that kind of uh that kind of flavor about them um their earlier stuff was very much not this but i like this direction that they've been acquiring throughout the years um good shit Good stuff, Steph. Yeah, thank you. Um, and then I wanted to pick just a song like I do every week to highlight for this week. This one's been... Uh, this one reminds me of why I continue to love grunge alternative music from the 90s. This is a, a band called Taurus, T-O-R-U-S. They have a song called Sail, and it really has that like old school flavor. It really reminds me of like local H... The toadies you'll see what i mean dinosaur jr it's totally gonna give you nirvana vibes too so check this out What do you think, Steph? I like it. Kind of like uh, silver chair vibes, right? Oh, yeah. Something like that. Ooh, that's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah, they, I think they're oh, back, too. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. just came out with some material not too long ago. Yeah, it definitely feels like an old style Like that of style. Rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That I, era was yeah, solid. Yeah, 90s for sure. Yeah. yeah, fucking chef's kiss right there, brah. Uh, last but not least, man, this week in music history, in 2005, the Class 47 Locomotive 878, I'm sorry, 47828, uh, a, a fucking diesel train, was named after Clash frontman Joe Strummer at a ceremony in Bristol over in the UK. The diesel train owned by Coswold Rail was named after the singer slash guitarist who died age 50 in 2002. This was an excuse for me to play The Clash. And uh, <laughs> one of my favorite bands, totally in my top 10, man. I think The Clash are probably one of the most important bands in rock and roll history. While a lot of people associate them in the punk genre, these guys were grabbing from reggae, 
from soul r&b they they had a horn section so you know they were probably they they planted the seeds for ska for sure uh which didn't happen for like another 20 years but um this is what this is the last song in their freaking masterpiece of an album london calling this song is train in vain stand by me I can listen to this entire album all, you know, all freaking day long. Let's do it. <laughs> Have you listened to the London Calling uh, album there, Ollie? Yeah, I'm a huge Clash fan, yeah, for sure. Dude, one of the best albums written. Uh, it goes up there, man. Like that, And that's why these these guys are definitely in my top 10. I don't know where I'd put them. I haven't thought about it in a while, but goddamn, dude, the Clash has done no wrong. And a lot of hip hop has borrowed these beats, too, uh, throughout the years. You just reminded me that tonight, February 12th, mm-hmm. this probably is not going to matter, <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, my friend's band, uh, Cheap Cheese, is playing at Alex's Bar in Long Beach. Okay. And they're nice. very much similar like that. They have uh, the drums and the trumpets and all that. So it's a really cool band. Yeah. Oh, sick. Yeah. I wish I could go, but I can't because they got Rona. <laughs> hey. Are they going to live stream that or what? <laughs> <laughs> Likely not. Uh, Alex, have you ever been to Alex's bar? No. <laughs> you don't want to live stream that. All right. <laughs> anyway, that's going to do it for the music highlights. And uh, that's going to do it for the episode, man. Uh, is there something that you wanted to, uh, before before we end the episode here, Ollie? You wanted to promote? Again, you know, my mind's on the Super Bowl, so uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Bitch Please 2. <laughs> Hope they make that shit happen. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh huh. Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Well, may the best Rams win. Um, <laughs> good luck to you guys, sir. Good luck. Yeah, good luck to your uh, Bengals. My 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 uh, my team at home fishing. So it's you, all good. Okay. All right. Are you are you gonna put down some money for this? Uh, I'll probably I'll probably find some suckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. And, you know, no, it's just barbecuing, man. I'm going to make some mojos and burgers and all that fun stuff. So it should be cool. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Um, I was supposed to be recording with the band, but, you know, I, I can't I can't do that anymore because because I got the Rona. 
I mean, so. we'll be outdoors, so if you want to come by. <laughs> no, dude, no. We're not subjecting your family to Rona. Again. <laughs> keep your mask on, bro. You're all right. No, fuck that. Uh, no, we're fine right here, dude. Yeah, you know, you haven't been over. You need to come over. And uh, have you seen my uh, projector that I installed here at uh, Filthy you Martini? Had, you had it installed. You hadn't had anything connected yet. You're you're waiting for your sound or something like that. Right. So I I, uh, I crawled in, into my attic and it finally installed um, the surround sound system. And uh, we've had it for now what two or three months. Yeah. So fucking Rona, bro. I mean, you know, January was just. Yeah, and now you. Well, we'll have a movie night one of these days, years. man, and um, yeah, yeah sure. we'll, we'll come over. It's it's pretty badass. So I, my my one hundred watt fucking subwoofer really makes the house shake. Yeah, it scares the dog. <laughs> it scares the dog. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for uh, episode two hundred and sixty-two. Ollie, once again, thank you for being on, and uh, and yeah, man. Thank until next guys. time, next week, everybody, uh, uh, tune in. It's gonna Josh is back on the on the show. And we've invited back uh, an old friend, uh, Mark Maples. He's gonna the the guy was uh, um, he had his own kind of internet radio at one point with Chaotic Radio, uh, real fun guy to just talk to. Um, so everybody tune in for that. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Thank y'all very much for listening into the Food Bar Show. Remember to hit subscribe and be sure to rate, review, and tell a friend like a freaking champion. You can also listen in and get our swag at foobarshow.com. That's F-O-O-Barshow.com. And follow F-O-O-Barshow on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Join in, drop us a line, and we'll fill it up like a couple of foods. I've been Josie. And Steph. And for Ollie G. Baby Luna. Signing off saying, don't be a